Welcome to Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts, where we discuss all things Disney. I'm Riley. I'm Hannah. And I'm Caleb. Today, we will be talking about Pixar Theory, so let's dive right in. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts. And like Riley mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about the Pixar Theory. Um, also, stay tuned for the second half of this episode, where we'll have a trivia battle between Caleb and I, with Riley as our host. That's me. So make sure to stay tuned and check that out. But first, we're going to go into a deep dive of the Pixar Theory. Now, just to give you a definition of what that is when we say the Pixar Theory, that basically means the idea that every Pixar movie is related and connected in one fluid storyline throughout millions and thousands and thousands of years. So, is there anything you want to add to that definition, Caleb? No, just that this is not something that we just made up. This is an actual thing that's been confirmed by directors and people who are in charge. And there are books about it. And I think John Negroni was the first person to introduce it. And yeah, we were not the people who first invented this. I did not know that there were books about that. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. Also, just to keep this in the back of your mind, the Pixar theory has a main theme about memory. And we're just going to leave it at that because we'll go much deeper into that later on in this, in these episodes. And how we're going to do this is we're going to go one movie at a time in the Pixar timeline, starting with the most important ones. Yes, so this isn't going to be every Pixar movie, but just the important ones that relate to what we're talking about. And to start it off, we have The Good Dinosaur. Now, something to mention before we get too into this is there are pretty much three main categories. The animals, the humans, and the machines. Now, the only important thing to remember here is that normally one of them rises at the fall of the other one. And so, in The Good Dinosaur is when the animals shoot up. And honestly, they're not really going to come back. They're... Ah, they're not really the best out of the three. And it all happens when the meteor misses Earth, obviously. And they have time alone before fate catches up to them. So they have time to evolve. Yeah, and speaking of fate, that leads us perfectly into our next movie, which is Brave. And Brave is a very interesting movie in the Pixar theory because it is the first movie to mention magic. And obviously the witch has a magic door where she can enter into a different room when she opens it up. The broom and the knives have minds of their own. And not just, they aren't just being controlled by the witch. And this is very important. At one point we see the knives turn and face the witch when she's about to refuse Merida's offer, generous offer. Which shows that these knives in the broom, they have a will of their own, almost. Which is very important to mention that the witch is not the source of the magic. She just knows how to use it. Yes. And going to our third movie is Incredibles. Now, The Incredibles introduces, introduces the rise of the machines. Obviously, with Syndrome and the Omnidroid. And this is not quite the rise of the machines, but it's also kind of the height of the humans with all the superpowers. Obviously, they're driven underground, 
but they still have the power and ability to destroy the machines. Yeah. Um, a lot of the movies relate to Incredibles, actually, in that time period in the world. So before we go on to our next couple movies, we're going to do this throughout the episode. We're going to pause and ask you, Riley, do you have anything about what we just talked about? Well, I do I do think it's cool that, like, for Brave, it was kind of introducing magic, and for Incredibles, it was introducing the machines. But I do have a question. Um, How does other movies relate to Incredibles, like the... Like well, you said before. Well, we'll get into that when we get to those movies. Okay. The next movie is obviously Incredibles 2, where humans are becoming more dependent on machines. Um, I don't... This is a scene of the movie that often gets overlooked, but there's a monologue happening from the... Um, what's the name of the villain in that movie? Screenslaver. Screenslaver. There's a monologue happening when Elastigirl is going to get him, jumping over all the buildings. He is giving a monologue of how humans have become so reliant on machines and technology. And kind of, that's their only form of entertainment and how they live. Which again, very key, because the humans and machines are never really fighting for power, but they always seem to rise at the expense of the other, like you were saying, Caleb. Yes, and... Our next couple movies are the Toy Stories, which are key when talking about memory. Now, something you should remember about memory in the Pixar theory is think of memory, human memory to be specific, is like batteries. When a human remembers something or there is human life, things grow or thrive or live. Life. Yes. So... When Andy remembers his toys, his toys are then able to come to life. And we even see in Toy Story 2, Wheezy is sick and his speaker is going out because Andy doesn't really remember him. He's just on the top shelf of Andy's room collecting dust. So that's an important thing to remember when we continue. Right, and not just human memory, but the presence of humans near the toys, that alone, or... Andy's imagination gives life to the toys, and his presence allows the toys to give life. And all the memories of playing with them in those lives gives them personality and life. Where, like you were saying, Wheezy is forgotten on the top shelf gathering dust. Yeah, it's one of the first examples of something losing its life because someone else does not remember him. And that will come up pretty greatly in the next coming movies. So, once again, Riley, do you have any questions on those few movies? Um, just about the memory in Toy Story. Is it, it's kind of like um, in Inside Out when she remembers her memories um, and all of the little memories in the balls move. Is it like that or is that different? Yes, it is like that. One thing to remember is... Memory is different from emotion. So you can be happy and they can play with a toy, but if they don't have one of those memory orbs from Inside Out, like if Andy didn't have a memory orb of Woody inside of Andy's head, then Woody would not be able to come to life. But thankfully, Woody's played with and Andy remembers Woody. 
So they're all able to come to life. Okay. And we go into more depth about that later. Okay. Right inside out in other movies. So the next movie is more focusing on the animals, which is in Finding Nemo. Now, this, like I said, is basically just the height of the animals, but I'd say things don't get much better here. Yeah, while we talked about what was happening with the animals and the good dinosaur, the the entire time, because the meteor missed Earth, the punishment or the fate that caught up with the dinosaurs was on an enormous flood and storms and all that. But... Underwater creatures, like fish, are able to survive through that, and so they have had thousands and thousands of years left alone, the animals, and now we see in Finding Nemo, they have a public schooling system, traffic lights, a real estate market. I mean, they have just really evolved because humans have just left them alone for so long. They have lots of intelligence. Which, this, I know it kind of seems confusing because we had said before, when humans are around, they bring life. But that is more true for inanimate objects and non-living things. When one of the three powers, humans, animals, or machines, are with the other one in close proximity, one of them is going to fall, like we said. So in this instance, the animals are thriving because the humans are away. Yes, kind of the same thing that happened in The Good Dinosaur. When they had all that time to evolve, they were able to grow crops and build silos and amazing things that you would definitely not see the common animal doing these days. But even by the end of The Good Dinosaur, humans were starting to replace them. Yes, Spot was able to outsmart Arlo in ways that he might not have the height or the strength, but he had the abilities and the smarts to get done more things. And I think with that, we can kind of lead into Finding Dory, which is obviously the second, the sequel to Finding Nemo. And this is a important note here is that crabs can live in trash. And as we see in Finding Dory, trash is growing exponentially. Yes, once they get to the coast of California, I mean, Dory even gets caught up in, like, a beer container. I don't know what to call that. And The plastic rings. Yeah, and trash is just piling up. There are huge shipping containers, and the, only, and the only thing that we see really living, perhaps thriving there, are crabs. And, of course, a giant bioluminescent squid, but that's... That doesn't have anything to do with this. Right. It's very cool, but it's irrelevant. And, again, the crabs are thriving in all of this trash. They seem to be the only thing thriving, really. Yes, you don't really see any ocean life besides the crabs once they get into all of the trash in the coast of California. Which is showing even more how humans have already started polluting and therefore causing the decline of the animals. Because where there is trash... Animals don't typically tend to thrive, except for, and this leads into our next movie, rats, with Ratatouille. You know the one animal that can really thrive off of trash and garbage? Rats. And that is exactly what we see happening. Rats, they have huge colonies, and 
they seem to be one of the best animals, in my opinion, to thrive in trash. I know, it's really quite interesting how the crabs are underwater and then the rats are thriving on land, taking all the garbage and the scraps and just useless pieces, and that's that's how they are living. That's the only thing. Yeah. And another point is that Remy is highly intelligent, obviously, but most of the rats are not, and this could be due to the fact that they are highly polluted and surrounded by humans. So, Riley, we've gone over some important things now about the animals. Do you have any questions on that? Well, like with the crabs when they were thriving, um, like when they were cutting the grass in their front yard, um, that was like they were thriving. But a question that I do have is why does Remy not like trash? Um, I think that's just his character. I don't think that has anything to do with the Pixar theory. I think that's just because he is, I don't know, he thinks that's above him or below him to be eating trash and yeah. But I also think just uh, noting on the crab scene that you talked about mm-hmm. there was another one in finding dory where um they're actually in trash on the coast of california not in the aquarium tank and that's more of what we were talking about with thriving mm-hmm. in trash oh anything else about the animals nope and that brings us into a big movie at least important up Now, you may not think that this is a very important movie whatsoever. An old man goes on this adventure. But boy, are there some key points about the Pixar theory. Just to start out, we'll introduce BNL, which stands for by and large. And you need to become very comfortable with that name. This will become the brand, the face of the machines. Yes, they're introduced in Up as the company that is literally wiping out everything around his house and replacing them with huge apartment buildings and skyscrapers and things. And you will see throughout the movies, they are many different brands, many different products, but the same brand. In fact, if you go back to Toy Story 3, they're in Toy Story 3. The B&L is the brand of Buzz's Batteries, that are in the back of him. Oh yeah, B&L is a massive company. Although in Up, at this point, they are mainly um, like batteries and now they're a, what is it, just a- Construction company? Construction company. They're taking over a lot, obviously, as we see in the beginning of Up, Carl's house is surrounded by new giant building construction. Another important insight that Up gives us is Kevin. And Kevin lives in the middle of nowhere, where no human life is anywhere near her. And this is pretty interesting, because she has become extremely intelligent. Well, she may not look like it. She has evaded Charles for years and years and years. I mean, by herself, she's become so intelligent. It's remarkable, really, when you think about it. Like you said, she's been able to escape capture for how many years? And Charles Monks, Munsk is extremely smart, in my opinion. He has been able to figure out how to make dogs be able to talk and communicate with humans. 
he has this huge blimp or something. I don't know, but when they're going through his blimp, he has these huge skeletons. And all he's wanting is to just capture Kevin so that he can bring her back and prove that she does exist. And he still hasn't been able to do that for decades. So I think the next thing here, this is going to get a little bit tricky for you guys who are new to this to understand. But we're going to first start off by saying um, in the timeline, we are at the beginning of Wally, but not Wally the movie, just when the humans left Earth from what we see in Wally. When the, uh, what is it, president of BNL? Yes. Mentioned that they left Earth in 2100, I believe, or right around then. We are right about then, and this is when we see cars. Cars 1 through 3 all take place, and I know you're probably wondering how on Earth are cars alive? How do they have faces and live in on Earth, which we do know it's Earth. All the landmarks and landscapes, everything the same. We know it's Earth. Yeah, that's the only reason Cars 2 is on this list, because it shows us multiple, multiple landmarks that prove it is the same Earth that humans are living on, or did live on. Right, and I think you do a really good job of explaining why the cars are alive, bud. But we'll save that for next episode. For now, let's play some trivia. Hello and welcome to Mouse Ears Movie Trivia with your host, Riley. Alright, this is our first Pixar trivia game. Um, There are going to be three Pixar trivia games throughout all of our Pixar Theory episodes. Whoever wins two out of three of the games is the winner, and the loser has to do a punishment. The punishment is hot sauce on a marshmallow, which sounds disgusting, and I'm sure it's yeah. going to taste absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one, but that's no, why I'm you're going to lose. Oh, wow. Oh, we've okay. already got some uh, trash talk here. Okay. Can I say it's just the truth? Wow. All right. Uh, I think we'll have to let the answers speak for themselves. Okay. Oh, okay, then. <laughs> this is going to be a fun game. Um... <laughs> So, some ground rules is you have to wait for me to finish the question, and if one person gets the question wrong, the other person can steal. Alright. Okie doke. Okay, let's meet our contestants. In the red corner, he's a lean, mean, eating machine, Caleb! Thank you, thank you very much. And uh, I just want to say... Hannah, you will not be winning this, and I do not anticipate on eating any hot sauce. Interesting. We'll have to see what happens there. In the blue corner, she remembers since she was two years old, but can't remember what she had for breakfast. Hannah! Thank you. Thank you very much. I'd like to add a winner onto that description. Thank you very much. I will not be eating marshmallows or hot sauce. So, uh, yeah, we'll just, uh, scoop that along to you, Caleb. I'm writing winner right down, I'm, I'm writing winner down right now in that description. Thank you, thank you, Judge. Yeah, um, you better have an eraser nearby. I'm just saying that, alright. So, Hannah's, so, Hannah and Caleb each have a buzzer that they are going to buzz when, um, 
they want to answer a question. Hannah's buzzer sounds like... Caleb's buzzer sounds like... So before we get started to the actual questions, do either of you have any questions about the game or rules? No, not at all. Nothing. Okay, so the first question... What does BNL stand for? Caleb? I do believe that stands for by and large, which slowly is taking over the entire world until they have sent all the humans up into axioms in Wally. I do remember seeing like almost every place in the on Earth in the little trash yard being BNL. Um what was the first movie? What is the first movie in the Pixar Theory timeline? Uh, that would be The Good Dinosaur, Riley. That movie really defines and separates our timeline from the change and altered Pixar Theory timeline. Correct. What is the Pixar Theory? The Pixar Theory is a slightly vague question, but the Pixar Theory is the theory that... All Pixar movies are in the same universe, and they're all connected and intertwined. And it was developed by John Negroni. Um, it was John Negroni. Negroni, sorry. I still got that right. Um, okay, get your ahead. facts straight, though. Okay. Sorry, I think we all know who's in the lead, though. I definitely love the competition here and trash talk that we're having. It's going to be a fun night, folks. All right. On to the fourth question. Ratatouille is set in what city? Ooh, Hannah got that one. Paris, France, I believe, as you can tell by the Eiffel Tower. Correct. Actually, on my paper, it just said Paris, but you even got France, which, I mean, isn't hard to know, but I'm not too good at it. I'm just a genius at these games. Clearly, I'm in the lead as well. I probably wouldn't have known it was in France because I stink at geography, but that's all right. On to the fifth question, who is Buzz Lightyear's father? Caleb? Uh, That would be the evil Emperor Zurg, which is seen in multiple movies now, in Toy Story 2, and also in Lightyear. I actually remember watching Toy Story 2 and figuring out that, well, hearing that he is his father, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that shocked me so much. Yeah. Okay, so the sixth question, what is the name of the bird in the movie Up? Caleb? Um, that is Kevin, which is, if you just listened to our Pixar Theory episode that is right before this, you will know that he has high, high intelligence and is able to avoid Charles Munsk for a long period of time. Correct, Caleb. Um, I do have one comment, though, Caleb. Kevin is a girl, not a guy. I just messed that up. I'm sure many of our listeners were frustrated at you for that one. I understand, listeners. Come to my side. I'm already winning. Um, I actually don't remember Kevin in the movie Up. Um, hate me, please. But, <laughs> um, I just, I have to watch that one back because I don't remember it at all. So, on to the seventh question, the last question. Do humans still exist in the time period of cars? You know, whoa, that was a close one. Yes. Got some action. Yes, they do. 
They are up on the axiom, well, many axioms in space, while all the Wallies are down on Earth cleaning up for them. Correct, and I feel like when I was reading more about this question, at first I didn't really get it because, <laughs> like, wait, they do still exist, but all I see is cars. So I definitely, I didn't get that one at first, but then I did some more reading and I understood it. Yeah, and that one, again, will not make any sense if you have not just listened to our episode. So Be sure to check that out. Yeah. Okay, so Hannah is the winner right. of our first trivia game. Caleb, if you win the next one, then it'll be the showdown for the very last one to see who has to do that punishment of eating hot sauce on a marshmallow, which just seems and sounds absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I'm definitely not looking forward to having to compete for eating a hot sauce and marshmallow, but I definitely am looking forward to beating you in the next two trivia rounds to secure my win. Yeah, we'll see. You gotta get two in a row, and we all know how much you choke. Oh, I'm pretty sure this is just beginner's luck, okay? I'm just saying. I don't think so. Okay, okay. Okay, so I think that about wraps it up for us. Make sure to go check out our website where all of our episodes will be posted. Um, Make sure to tune in for our next Pixar Theory episode where we will also have another Pixar trivia game. But I think that wraps this one up. See you guys next time.